Hi, this is Deanna. And this is Michelle. And this is Historable. Patreon edition. Yeah. So Michelle. So Deanna. What's up? Welcome to 2022. Patreon. First of the year. First of the year. So stoked. We're here. We're here for it. We're here to bring cheer in the new year. In the year. new year. Yes. <laughs> that was fun. That was anyway, good. moving along. <laughs> um, so today I thought we could start off the year with like a really good feel-good tale. We need that. We do. We need like, you know, the world's crazy. We've had some great holidays, but like we need something to just feel warm and fuzzy inside. For sure. And I have to um, give a shout out to my husband, aka your brother, um, for giving us this topic today. And today's story is one of rescue and beluga whales i like whales also known as operation beluga cool so operation beluga which was in 1985 when a soviet icebreaker rammed a 15 mile path through thick ice to free thousands of trapped white beluga whales oh am i gonna cry in this episode Uh, you might it's actually really sweet i'm gonna cry in this episode (laughs) you know how i feel about animals (laughs) it's it's a little bit of a little bit of a you know, tearjerker. All right. It's really sweet. I should probably get the tissues then. Yeah. <laughs> so to start off, um, have you ever heard of an icebreaker? Do you know what that is? Like Outside an icebreaker like- boat? Mm-hmm. I have. In the sense of like, I know Mackinac Island in Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know, it's an island that doesn't have cars in the middle of one of the Great Lakes. And they have a ferry that takes people to and fro. Yep. To and fro. To and fro. To and fro. Yeah. And in the winter months that they have an icebreaker to make way for the ferry. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the ice is too thick even then. And that's how I know it. Yeah. So an icebreaker, for those that don't know, um, it's a type of ship that can break the thickest of ice and really go where no ships can go. Right. Wow. So especially um, these are often used in higher latitudes, really close to the Arctic. And so what they do is they literally clear paths through the ice and they push straight into frozen water or ice and they just kind of part the part the ice seas. I don't know. They're um, like they're like Frozen's version of Moses. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And so when the ice is actually super thick, the ship actually can dive its bow into the ice and break it under the ship's weight. Wow. So like they're they're like tankers. That's ice actually really cool. Boats. Yeah. So they were used, um, they first started being used in early polar exploration missions, and they're still used today to clear icy trading routes, um, primarily up in the Arctic, so during the cold Arctic winter, and they are still used for polar research expeditions. So icebreakers are still around Mm -hmm. today, but they're pretty badass boats. Yeah, sounds like it. So we're going to go to Russia. This is where our story takes place, um, 1984, 1985. So prior to our story happening, between 1954 and 1956, Russia received three icebreakers. Um, I guess they got super excited. The Soviet Minister of Commerce actually asked a Finnish company named, I'm going to 
spoiler alert, going to butcher a lot of names here, um, a Finnish company named Wartsila in Finland to build an even larger and even stronger icebreaker ship. Bigger and better than ever before. Yep. <laughs> so one of these ships uh, was called Mos- Moskva, which is the Russian name for Moscow, which is the capital of the Soviet Union. It was designed in 1956, and it featured one of the most potent diesel electric power engines ever installed in a vessel at the time. Okay. So it was like legit. Yeah. The creme de la creme of icebreakers. It was delivered in 1960 and actually was still in service until 1992. Um, At that point, she was broken up and sold for parts. She weighed more than 13,000 tons and was 122 meters or 400 feet long. Um, And this specific boat escorted hundreds of ships on the North Sea trade route. So she did a lot in her days. But I think the best thing she did, which we'll hop into now, is Operation Beluga. I'm so excited to hear about it. So in December of 1984, there was a hunter. He's out in the water. He spotted a herd of up to... There's kind of some estimates, but they estimate up to 3,000 beluga whales. I've seen reports from 1,000 to 3,000 in the Chukchi Peninsula's ice-covered coastal waters. So the hunter was super excited. He was like, yes, like belugas are notorious and appreciated. Um, But the hunter and his group noticed something was wrong with this group Mm -hmm. of whales. So reports state that the whales had chased a large school of cod into the Seniavin Strait, which separates, oh my gosh, Arakam Chichen Island from the Chukchi Peninsula in the northernmost corner of the Soviet Union. So that's about 130 miles from the Alaska mainland. Mm-hmm. So these whales were chasing this cod. They were hungry. Apparently, there was a really strong east wind that kicked up, and it really jammed the strait, which was already kind of narrow, with a bunch of ice. So, so they were trapped? They were trapped. The no. ice was really thick, up to 12 feet thick. So there were really only small pools of open water for the whales to surface to breathe, right? So they are, they're mammals, so they have to get oxygen and surface to breathe. Michelle looks really sad right now. I'm I sorry. I really started to start crying I'm already. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But you said it's heartwarming, so I have We're faith almost, that they're going to be okay. They will be okay, I promise. Okay. So, you know, these whales are obviously well adapted, right? They, they're they used to the northern seas. They're capable of breaking through thin ice and reaching air. But unfortunately, this specific kind of perfect storm, it was just too thick and they couldn't breach it. No. And it was too large of an ice. I feel so bad. <laughs> you guys, Michelle is so sad right now. Um, <laughs> so this ice patch was too vast for the the whales to negotiate on a single breath. Mm-hmm. So like it wasn't, they were essentially trapped. No. So Let's get to the good part. <laughs> I know. So they were really just left in their small little pools. They were probably so scared. They were. And they were just sitting there waiting for a miracle to break the ice and free them. So luckily, the hunters did see this and realized, hey, something's going on here. And they kind of raised the alarm and sounded the horn. Um, And so once the locals heard about this, 
I mean, everyone was like, all hands on deck. We're coming to help feed the whales. We're going to help there them. with an ice pick, just hammering away at 12 feet of ice. <laughs> yeah. So the locals came in. Um, they started feeding the whales frozen fish. They started digging the ice as much as they could, you know, using their hands. Mm-hmm. So that way the whales had space to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, like, this wasn't sustainable. There was no way that a human hand could continue this, especially in winter in northeastern Russia. Like, yeah, this was like a dire situation. It's dangerous for the humans as well. Yeah. yeah like, no one's going to do well here. Mm-hmm. So, luckily, um, in early February of 1985, uh, Russia did call the ship I talked about earlier, Moskva, in to break a channel. So, they were going to channel through the ice pack and free the belugas. Um, so, yeah, hooray. <laughs> Yay. So, the boat uh, raced against time, and it was getting colder. I mean, this is February, right, which is one of the coldest months. The worst month ever. Mm-hmm. Um, the temperatures are dropping. They're hurrying up to try to reach the whales before they ran out of space to come up and breathe, or they starved to death, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently, once they first got to the the section of ice, it was actually so thick that the captain did originally call the mission off. He was like... This, we're not gonna this isn't going to be it. able to do it. Like, mm-hmm. we're not going to be able to do this. Um, and at this point, there were, unfortunately, some whales that didn't make it. Mm. Um, but they were like, you know what? No, we're going to make this happen. So the Moskva uh, loaded a full tank of fuel and was like, we're gassing up. We're ready to go. And so they filled up and they plunged into the ice to rescue them. So they kind of went in guns a-blazing. Um while this was happening, so you've got the icebreaker working to open a channel for the whales, there were helicopters dropping fresh fish Aww. above the breathing holes to feed the whales. That's so nice. I know. So after a couple of days of this, uh, the boat and its crew finally reached the whales. So we, we made Yay! this channel. However, no. the belugas obviously were weak. They were underfed. And they were scared. They were like, what's this big ship that just came plowing through all this ice that we've been trapped in? Yeah. I'd be scared, too. I don't blame them. I know. So they're super scared. There's this giant 400 feet long ship with propellers. It's noisy. Ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These poor whales. Babies. So, okay, we've we've made, we've broken the ice. Mm-hmm. We've made it to the whales. So now the next problem is how do we persuade these whales who are weakened as well, right? So they're they're not fully fed. They're upset. They're scared. How do we get them to follow a large thundering ship before the ice could close back up, right? Because it's uh, cold. The uh, ice could simply freeze over again. Yeah. I know I would I would do if I'm trying to lure my cat out. I would leave a what trail of treats. All did right. they leave a trail of fish treats? They did not. Okay. So obviously- Did they scare them from the other side? <laughs> they I do were that like, too. Huh. <laughs> They just started chasing the whales on the other end. <laughs> I've definitely done that to my kids before. <laughs> so everyone was like, hey, like, how do we speak beluga? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they actually did was uh, the Moscova slowly opened larger pools, right? So they slowly started making bigger pools for the animals to breathe, feed, rest, relax. Mm-hmm. So over time, the whales were more active. They were playing. They were whistling, squealing, snorting. Um, so they were doing everything except the one thing we wanted them to do, which was enter the canal to mm-hmm. get out of this precarious situation. Mm-hmm. So there was one person on the boat that had probably the most brilliant idea. And he was like, hey, 
marine mammals actually react to music. And everyone was like, oh yeah, like, let's give it a whirl. And so music- we'll just play some Beethoven to yeah. lure them out. <laughs> music began to pour off the top deck. So apparently they tried all different types of music. They tried pop music, you know, everything to classical. Apparently um, after multiple experiments, the belugas really liked the classical music. <laughs> and so they started to approach the icebreaker when they played the classical music. That's so nice. <laughs> so what the boat did, um, they used the classical music and they herded the pod very slowly back to the open sea. Um, captain Kovalenko, which was the captain of the ship, reported by radios to his headquarters, quote, our tactic is this. We back up, then advance again into the ice, make a passage, and wait. We repeat this several several times. The belugas begin to understand our intentions and follow the icebreaker. Thus, we move kilometer by kilometer. So they I just I mean, I'm so thankful them out. <laughs> that, they, that, the, that the sailors on this ship like had the patience to be like, okay, we need to take this meter by meter. Like mm-hmm. that is no small feat. That is no easy or quick task. Like that sounds like it took forever. Yeah, it took a while. So it's nice that they like had the patience to be like, okay, this is what it takes. Let's do it. Yep. So That's over nice. over time, they played the music. They slowly lured the whales out, um, and the whales became fully accustomed to the ship. So apparently, they actually the whales started like coming up to the ship. They were like on the uh, sides. They were happy as children, jumping and spreading. And they were like, "This ship is our friend." Um, and so the operation itself took weeks, but at the end of February 1985, an estimated 2,000 whales reached the ocean. That's so nice. (laughs) I love this story. So, yeah, they did it. They used it. You know, they were smart. They were excited. They got the the classical music going. Um, Operation Beluga itself cost Russia about 80,000, which is comparable to about $200,000 today. Um, Well worth it. Well worth it. In my opinion. They saved the belugas. That's so nice. (laughs) I love this story. This is like, this is a perfect Patreon where it's like not a full episode, but it's like heartwarming, something you should know. Hashtag Operation Beluga. And that is the story of how an icebreaker boat saved thousands of beluga whales in Russia. Well, thank you so much for that (laughs) heartwarming story. Uh, It was a little... uh, little dark there for a second i did my eyes watered a little bit but i was so happy at the end and now our heart is so so full my heart is so full (laughs) oh well thank you so much for sharing that i love that that is a good patreon i feel like yeah it's a nice little nice little way to kick off the year i feel like we've covered a lot of heavy hitting topics and you know let's start off the year light breezy and heartfelt and happy yeah so that is the story of operation beluga i hope you all enjoyed it yeah we hope you all enjoyed it too (laughs) patrons we love you so much we hope that your heart is as full as ours yeah thank you for your support and if you have any other ideas or suggestions let us know shoot us an email you know, you know how to you know how to get a hold of you us. You know how to get a hold of us. Your Patreons. Your Send Patreons. us a Patreon DM. You can do that too, apparently. So oh, yeah. DM us through Patreon. Whatever you want. Your just, Patreons. Just no sad animal stories. No. Only happy animal stories here. Only happy ones. Only happy. All right. Well, we love you guys. And we hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much for letting me tell the tale. All right. Bye guys. Bye guys. Bye.